Okay, hi everybody, it's Courtney and Jaya, and we're here with another episode of our mini podcast, Reality Check. And this podcast is dedicated to the practice of five for fuel, which is um, something we do, try to do each day for five minutes-ish, and uh, asking ourselves three questions to help us know if we're taking care of ourselves. So Jaya, help me remember (laughs) what the three questions are. (laughs) The five for fuel questions are, what are my body's unmet needs and how do I know? How have I supported my body in the last day and how do I know? And based on today's reality, how can I best support myself moving forward? And we, in this podcast, I realized we like, we often just get to like one of those (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we think about them all when we do it but then in the podcast we're like oh I think we've only talked about needs and we're out of time <laughs> yeah and I, I've been actually thinking about this in the last time too because when I try to be more formulaic about answering this like I end up distancing myself from some of the feelings and then if I get totally. too many feelings I'm distant from the practice and that's because yeah. like a lot of times doing the practice gets me into the feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, but I think yeah. it's okay. I think it's okay. But I, I, I don't know what people prefer. Also, I want this to be beneficial. Yeah. So. Well, and I think it's just, it's just always going to be sort of like a push and pull of those things, you know, cause it is yeah. true. It's like answering the questions, like really, going through the practice there's value in that but then also like letting yourself get into the feelings I think it's just it's like anything it's gonna just Mm -hmm. vary (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. well I'm gonna gonna go (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do it one time Um, all right and I um Okay, so last week I was like, afterwards, this is what Five for Fuel does when I do it or when I think about it. It's like, it just pushes me into this, like, hold up, you need to do an inventory. (laughs) And I definitely um, noticed that I was really detached from how I was feeling and from like my body and things like that. And um, I also noticed something that, in particular and so this brings it kind of to like food uh is that I spent the last two weeks really overdoing it on caffeine and Mm -hmm. um that was met with like I was like am I do I have a mood disorder I don't know about like am I like do is this is this mania like and I'm not stigmatizing (laughs) that at all I was genuinely like maybe I've been misdiagnosed and maybe this, I don't know. Cause I felt so manic, like euphoric mm. and excited and fast paced. And then I was fueling it with caffeine. And I was just like, Ugh. and then I had this just major down, right. Because yeah. at some point your body's like, and you know, that's how it looks for some people who deal with different kinds of mental illness stuff. So I, I just was like, what is happening here for me? What's going on? And in full transparency, I don't have a good therapist right now. So add that into the equation. I was like, I (laughs) don't know what's happening. And my mental health is not good right now for whatever the reason is. And I was like, okay, so over the past week, 
I've just been a, more aware and been like, mental health is not great right now for me. And why is that? Mm-hmm. And how does that then affect how I'm like fueling myself? And, and so my need was really like, you need to do a mental health check-in and you need to make sure you reach out to your support, support surface. I said support service, support system. (laughs) (laughs) Reach out. (laughs) out. Like, even if I I reached out to my old therapist and I was like, I really need a touch base. Like I can only afford 30 minutes, like, but I need to just understand what's happening and just talk honestly. And she was like, she talked me through the whole thing. And yeah, it was so that was my major need was just to understand what was happening. And she's like, Courtney, (laughs) you're trying to avoid how you feel because the feelings you're feeling you felt before and you promised yourself you wouldn't survive it again. Like you're feeling heartbreak and you're feeling like betrayal and you're feeling scared for your security. Like you're feeling all these things. And you felt that before many, many, many times. And right. you told yourself, if I feel this again, <laughs> I can never feel this again. I cannot do it. She's like, so she's like, I think what you're dealing with, I mean, you stay open to it. What you're dealing with right now is just like really trying to avoid sinking in, dropping down. So yeah. you're going to use stuff to keep you up <laughs> totally. as much as you can, which is not my normal thing. I was always like, when I used, I was always the depressant sort, you know, yeah. so Anyway, my need is definitely doing a mental health check-in, which it did. That's definitely how I supported myself. And then I think from there, it's just the thing we've been talking about in other places is this nurturing. And I talked about it in the challenge, um, actually, when I wrote today, which was like this idea of nursing myself in this moment and like being Mm -hmm. a nurse to myself and like knowing that I'm in pain and it might be emotional pain, but like that giving myself time and really nursing that was a word that like felt way too soft and way too something, but it was different than nurture. It was different than befriend. It was like a very important word that I discovered. And that, so that's like actually prompted me to just like want to kind of come in and triage myself and give myself space to be able to like sink into things. And Mm. so I think if I'm looking forward, it is going to be again, coming back to that, like nursing myself, which I, it's just like the word mothering myself. I'm like, yeah, well, nursing, like just the connotation with breastfeeding specifically, (laughs) it's like, but, but there's something there. I mean, like, even if it's like not totally you want to use. Yeah. Totally. Oh. I mean, I, yeah, according to my mom, I used to bite her nipple because I was so independent, right? Which is not true. Oh. It's just a baby. But like, yeah, it is, there's a resistance to that sort of like need for being fed and being taken care of and the whole thing. But that's, if I'm honest, that's where I am right now. My, my, the little kid in me needs that level of like care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been helpful for me in discovering and uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah. So. Wow. Um, well, the um, 
when you were talking about caffeine and how you were feeling it, it also made me think about how that's, that's how ADHD, like when mm-hmm. you are in the productive mode or, you know, I mean, caffeine is like a great medication for ADHD mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's downsides to it, of course, like any stimulant. Um, right. But when you were describing that, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's how I overuse caffeine as well. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's a strategy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, so for mine, I feel very kind of vulnerable with this, but so I, I feel a need to just say like, there's maybe a, a trigger warning here for what I'm going to talk about. Just talking about kind of diet culture, diet type behavior stuff, but I promise that it's, uh, it goes in a good direction. <laughs> um, but just want to name that for anyone who is, uh, who is extra not needing to hear about that. Um, so my need this week has really been balance. <laughs> I've, um, there's a lot going on with my family always with my extended family. There's just a lot of drama and needs and stressful things happening. And I've noticed really, it hasn't just been this week, but I feel like my, my fueling in all ways, but especially food, but not just food has been just this like roller coaster. It's felt like a roller coaster mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it doesn't always feel that way, but I do notice that when circumstances in my life are extra up and down that I do a thing where that whether it's like forgetting to eat or you know kind of mindlessly eating without tuning in or whatever it is it's like that's that's what kind of checks me out and I stop I stop consistently fueling and in my mind just I think based on diet behavior, culture, everything about, you know, fat phobia, thinness, everything. Like when I'm not consistently fueling, when things feel out of control, my immediate assumption is that I'm, my eating is out of control in the sense that I'm eating all the time and eating too much. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, that's the only outcome that I perceive whether it's real or not. (laughs) And I, um, a few days ago, I, this is the, this is the diet culture part. I was watching something, you know, I follow a lot of fitness people that I like that are mostly not engaged in diet culture type stuff, but some are in certain ways. And I was watching something about someone talking about macros, which, you know, there's nothing particularly anything about macros. They're just macronutrients, but the way that people use them and track them and control them to try to manipulate their bodies is the part that can edge into, um, you know, disordered eating type behaviors for some people. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm watching this thing and I was just like, you know, I, this is something I used to be very aware of, um, years ago and especially with, you know, lifting weights and stuff like that. And I opened a macro calculator. I was like, I'm just, I'm curious about this. I I wanted to just like, yeah, I did. So I know, I know. So I did. So I did the calculator. And I was like, Oh, interesting. And it was actually very illuminating, because what I learned from doing this, and you know, whatever, I I, I actually did like three different calculators, because I don't trust anything 
that, you know, that tells you here's what to eat and here's how much to eat. So I was like, I'm just, mostly it was like, I, I want to laugh at how different they all are, right? Um, and they were, you know, relatively close, different, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the point is that I realized, like, I am not overeating all the time, according to any of this. Like, I need to eat more food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was an amazing takeaway. And I was like, okay. So this was yeah. actually really valuable to me because, you know, yeah. I could think about like, okay, what is 30 grams of protein in reality? And, right. you know, it doesn't, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm trying to like hit macro goals all the time or like that I'm tracking my food. I'm not doing any of this stuff. I'm not continuing right. to track my macros, Right. but it was an interesting, like kind of like dipping my toe back into diet culture for this like little piece of information that helped me literally have a reality check about like, mm -hmm. what does my body need right now? Oh, it needs yeah. like a really big breakfast compared to what I usually do. Yeah, <laughs> And it needs Ooh. like snacks probably because yeah. ideally, especially since I am like trying to transition myself back into more challenging weight training, I need more protein than yeah. the average person who's not doing that resistance training. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like Giant. I wasn't actually going to talk about it because I was like, oh, I shouldn't talk about using a macro calculator. But then I was like, this was actually a tool that led me to something really valuable that has been nurturing. And so for the past few days, I, I figured out a breakfast that like very roughly approximates these macros. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and I've had, you know, and I've done that a few times, like I've had, I've made sure it's like plenty of protein, definitely not skipping carbs. Like, mm -hmm. and I have felt so much better, even my digestion. I'm like, we're not talking yeah. individual foods here. My digestion and my feeling of like poochiness, all the things are so yeah. much better. And like, it's so counterintuitive because your mind is like, oh, eating more food, your digestion's not going to feel better. Apparently yeah. that's not true. <laughs> oh, this is making me think of so many things because I, and I always bring this back to recovery, but I find it so, so connected. So like, I think one of the things that happened, because what you're saying, I'm craving, but not because I want to control my food or change right. me. I want to understand, like, I want to make the connections with how I'm feeling and also like what I'm, how I'm supporting my function. Right. And totally. I know something's off, but the problem is, is like these tools, which are tools, right. For understanding how to live in a human body have been so hijacked by diet yeah. culture and by bettering that yeah. most of us, when we're removing ourselves from diet culture, have to remove ourselves. We have to remove ourselves from the tool as well, because they're so right. connected. But as you get healthier, you're able to be back around that stuff and understand the uses. And it's like, for me with alcohol in the beginning, <laughs> I am not going to try to get sober while still going to a bar every night and hanging out with my friends. Right. Like, right. It, it, I'm not ready. The connection between the stuff that made me use and alcohol is too tight. And, mm -hmm. but that's totally what it is. It's just I like get that. healthier. <laughs> Yeah, now, I can be around people over drinking. I can sit in a bar for so many hours. I can drive. Now, this is my big one. 
I can drive past an outdoor cafe on a summer night and not want a glass of champagne. Like Mm. that I would have never. And when a craving does pop up, I'm like able to understand what it is. You know, it's just like five years of sobriety. This is what happens. Like, but I think what you're saying is so important and also to have the trigger warning on it because the, the awareness has to be like, where am I in my relationship with diet culture and with right. something that used to be unhealthy? Where am I now? And well, and I think it's so important also while you were that it's, it's a perfect analogy. And, and while you were talking about that, I realized like, this is, this is something I did to, to give myself some information that may or may not be useful to me. And I knew that it may or may not be useful to me, but what I didn't mm-hmm. do, like that was the only thing I did. I didn't right. get on the scale. I didn't right. write anything down. I didn't right. measure my body in any way. Like I was not connecting right. it. Whereas right. like that would have been a no brainer before like that. There wouldn't have been any question like, Oh, I let me like make sure let me check my weight because mm-hmm. I needed to calculate to calculate these things. I didn't even do that. What I put into this calculator, it does ask for your weight. I completely guess. <laughs> right, right. It was right. like, who cares? Um, right. Because it doesn't, you know, what, whether the, these things aren't accurate in the first place, you know? So I didn't right, like right. pair it with those other, with those other like obsessive behaviors and that's huge for me (laughs) and I think the other piece of this this is so important is that you can't just like in recovery you can't ever get to a place where you feel like you've mastered it recovery is a daily thing for me and I think that if we're to bring it back to five for fuel that's where this practice can be so helpful because you're constantly refreshing the browser and checking and you're not just saying oh I'm over diet culture. I conquered that. We're having a conversation with it. And because of that conversation, we can investigate things. But if we weren't having that check-in, just like if I wasn't going and doing my recovery work, I would eventually, if I'm going to a bar, drink. (laughs) The only reason I can be in a place of peace around this is because of the constant good work that I'm doing on it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's important. Like totally. you're able to be here because you do check in with yourself and you do have right. an anchor that pulls you back to shore, you know? Yes. It's definitely not like a, oh, this is fine now. And this isn't part of diet culture. It totally is. And it's like, like you said, it's, it's something that's made possible by constant work to undo the parts of it that feel harmful. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, well, um, well, yeah. I think that's, I'm that's glad we've had this talk <laughs> as always. This is a very grounding. I think it's probably good for people to know that like when we're able to talk like this, it's like, it's so helpful to me. Me too. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's really helpful. And I, we're not actually sure how many people listen to reality check. We just make it. <laughs> Even if it was like negative five, we'd probably still yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. On that exactly. note, our negative five people, um, we will see you all next week. Yep, we will. Okay, bye bye.